What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yep, kind of a rainy, dingy day here. And since I didn't get a chance to upload last night, uh, I figured I'd record this morning before I go do whatever other chore my wife has me doing. Yesterday, I built a pallet wall along our fence line. It's twofold. For one, we have a seating area around our fire pit. Uh, and it makes a nice backdrop. Two, we have a dog who likes to get up on the furniture around the fire pit and launch herself over the fence and go exploring around the neighborhood. So, uh, yeah. Just one more use for clean used pallets, in case you ever cared. All right, let's do some tech support. So I read this wrong so many times. I'm going to read it right, finally. Press down for four days. We've tried everything. Originally, I read it as, Press down for four days. Like, like what? Hold the control key for four days? What? Back when I was working for a printing company, I was coming back after having five days off and was asked to report directly to a press in Pewaukee. Pewaukee. Because it had been down for eight shifts, four days. My team wasn't expected to fix anything. We were initially the middleman between engineering and plant personnel. But after a couple shifts, it evolved into a babysitting errand. When I arrived, my manager was there, who suggested that I make a snack run, as many people had been there over 24 hours. I run to Mickey D's and buy over $100 worth of takeout. Now that everyone's taking a break and refueling, I get to inspect the problem myself. Supposedly, the multicam system wasn't keeping track of the web, so the inkjet was not landing where it should. The inkjet was off by a mile in some cases, but would be dead on in others. I asked if there was any kind of pattern nobody noticed, so I made the suggestion that the web was traveling laterally, the direction the web travels, not side to side. Everyone got a pretty good chuckle and said that it was impossible. At the time, I'm not a press expert, so I asked if the distance between the impressions is measured at the diamonds the multicam is trying to track. They informed me that the diamonds are put there from the plates and should be the same distance no matter what. I go to the thousands of feet we've printed trying to figure out this problem and measure wildly different lengths between impressions. I informed the Pewaukee crew, and they decided to check everything again and find that one of the nips was worn out on the one side, which caused the web to periodically skip through. For four days, they were tearing apart encoders, camera systems, the fiber network, and the software. Nobody thought to pull out a measuring tape. Yep, so many times <laughs> you could solve so many of your issues with uh, just stepping back to basics. How about we get out a good old-fashioned tape measure and start measuring things? Is there a pattern? What's what's it showing, you know? Yeah, I have one everywhere all the time. Also, having a fresh set of eyes. Somebody from outside the actual issue. So many times I've been able to help my wife solve her issues, even if I don't know the subject. And I'm dumb as a stump when it comes to whatever she's talking about. But just a fresh perspective and the right kind of questions sometimes will jog her memory or allow her to think outside the box a little bit and say, oh, that might be it. And it happens to me too. Somebody will come to me and start asking the right kind of questions, leading questions, even if they don't know what they're talking about. And it's just enough to like jog that one thought that like puts it all together. Never know. Ethernet cables. 
So another post here reminded me of a short interaction I had with a customer while I was working for a company that rhymes with HerboTax <laughs> through a contractor. At that point, you should have just said it. We were frontline customer support, and I ended up learning a lot of tax laws and code. However, HerboTax still sells physical copies of their tax software, which I was surprised to learn, but it was fine, as we had emulation tools on our end to guide people through the software if they needed it. Same as the online version. However, to transmit the information to the IRS, you needed an internet connection, of course. So I had a customer on the line at one point who was using the desktop software version of HerboTax, and we got to the end, and... Customer, I got an error when I hit submit. Me, what does it say? Customer, obvious error about being unable to transmit data. I began Googling, and we tried various solutions to no avail. But my two brain cells bouncing around in my head suddenly slam into each other, and I'm like, no. No way that's the solution. It's too easy. Me, I know this is a dumb question, but I'm going to need you to humor me. Can you check and see if your Ethernet cable is plugged into your computer? Customer, well, we've tried everything else, so give me a second. From speaking to him, I knew he knew his computer parts generally, so I wasn't worried about him finding the cable. The customer comes back. Yep, it was unplugged. I plugged it back in. We transmitted his tax stuff, and we both went on our way. Lol. I have major trouble thinking of the simple solutions first, and it's a problem for me. See? This is what I was talking about, right here. Sometimes it's the easy, simple stuff. I currently have an issue with my PC. Actually, it's with my network. It's not with my PC. And I'm not sure how to get around it. Uh, and there may not be a solution except to do what I'm doing. So we have a printer on our network, one main printer, and the printer itself is wireless. So my PC, for the sake of speed and stability, is run with Ethernet cable back to the router. Well, if I go to print from this PC to that printer, I can't. My print job just sits there and hovers and just kind of acts like it's going nowhere. As soon as I unplug my Ethernet cable, poof. Everything fires right up. Even though they're both on the same network, it doesn't work. I haven't really looked too deep into it, so because I don't print that often from here. Uh, but it takes me a while to remember, why is this thing not printing? Then, I've had the cable unplugged, and I go to do an episode for you guys, and I go to upload, and it says, oh, upload's only going to take four more hours. And I'm thinking, What? And then I remember that I had the cable unplugged so that I could print some stupid form or something. So, yeah, I don't know. Hey, if you got any ideas about, you know, printing from a wired device on the network to a wireless device on the network, uh, give me a heads up. I'd appreciate it. Biscuit Line Down. One from the 90s when I was mobile IT support. My call that day was to visit a biscuit manufacturer in the Midlands of the UK. It was about 100 miles each way. I visited a different site each day and basically fixed anything and everything when you were there. NT domain, limited remote control. So I set off around 7.30 a.m. Within minutes, I got a call from the head office. Get there quick. Line 4 is down. Line 4 made custard creams by the millions. I'm going as fast as I can, I tell them. Ten minutes later, the line supervisor rings to check where I am. Ten minutes after that, the factory manager. Ten minutes after that, the CEO. I arrive on site and check in at the gate. Security guard says, are you from IT? Line 4 is down. Yep, I know, I said. I'm on my way there now. It's a food site, so I had to get kitted out in hat, wellies, and coat. As I'm getting the gear, the little old lady who dishes out the wellie says, do you know Line 4 is down? <laughs> Beginning to worry what I'll find, I go to Line 4. The PC is contained in a waterproof cabinet, so I open the door and power it up. Supervisor stood alongside me. After booting, I said, right, what issues are you having? What did you do, he says, as the line begins to trundle. 
I turned it on, says I. Line had been down for seven hours and unbelievable panic had ensued going right to the top, but no one thought to try the power button. Okay, today must be the day of easy solution stories that nobody ever thought of. It's funny, some of those things reminds me of a small town. You know, you pull into a small town and get gas and, you know, the little old man that comes out to talk to you while you're pumping your gas is, did you know? And, you know, everybody's just like the, the one little town that's famous for one thing only ever in history. And, yeah, so uh, it's, I just, it's, I don't know, that just kind of tickled me. But, yeah. Easy solutions, things that people never think about. They get in a panic because maybe they've never turned that machine on. Maybe it's just always on and ready or I don't know. It just seems simple to me. If the PC's not coming on, check, you know, check the power button and uh, check your plug if that doesn't work and, you know, work your way out from there. But who will? 256. Far too long ago when I was doing custom software development, we had a very strange challenge. Due to an oddity in Texas local law, you couldn't use a credit card or ATM to play any game of chance, but you could use an ATM or credit card to purchase a money order that was then used to play said game of chance. An enterprising enterprise down there decided to do just this. They started by hiring company A to develop credit card processing software for them and load a MICR font into the printer. Company A, a shop with 20-odd programmers, spent 18 months to come up with you need to buy different hardware as the solution. The owner where I work decided if they can't do it, we can. Not sure how we came to this decision as we was not going to be involved other than wanting us to get someone else to pay for us to develop credit card processing software we would be able to then use for other clients. So we get started and six weeks in, I'm done with writing, testing, and QC for the credit card processing. One of my coworkers is finishing up sending the MICR font to the printer. He has everything working except for one giant issue. The font contains zeros, like zero, 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 zero. Yeah, well, you get the idea. The printer interprets zero as a start-stop for communications. Coworker comes over to me for some help. He says, hey, I'm trying to talk to this printer on a serial connection. Problem is, I need to send it as zeros, but it uses those as start-stop for communications. I look at him and say, okay, every time you need to send a zero, send a 256 instead. He looks at me like I've grown yet another eye and says, what? Yes, I reply. Replace any part of the font that needs to be loaded as a zero with a 256. Go ahead, try it. And once you've loaded and tested it, come let me know. He goes off. About a half hour later, I hear the printer start up. Very distinct sound. And he comes over to tell me, it works. He then asks, how the hell did that work though? I look at him and ask, how many bytes are sent in serial communications? Two, he replies. How many bytes are you loading? One. So if you send it 00001 minus all the zeros as the two bytes, what value is actually stored? I could see the comprehension spread across his face along with a smile as he gave me a very articulate, ah, uh, I have no idea what I just read, but I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I'm not a programmer guy. Some of that's too abstract for my pea brain, but eh. She wanted the wireless electricity to work. I work as tech support guy in an elementary school. One day I was asked by an older female teacher, probably about 55 plus, hey now, watch talking about people in their 50s, why the projector wasn't working and if I can come take a look. When I arrived, I found that it wasn't even plugged in. When I asked where the plug was, she said she didn't have it. I said something like, oh, that's okay, I can probably get you a new plug, but I need to find it. I'll be back in about 10 minutes. 
But she wasn't having any of it. She insisted that I make the projector work wirelessly and wouldn't take no for an answer. I tried to explain to her that it simply wasn't possible because wireless electricity hasn't been invented yet, but she refused to listen. She then took out her phone and said, if my phone can connect to the Wi-Fi wirelessly, why can't the projector? I had to explain that Wi-Fi and electricity are different things, but she became angry and started threatening to report me to the principal. <laughs> I tried to remain calm and explain the situation to her again, but she refused to listen and accused me of being incompetent. Eventually, I had to leave the classroom without solving her problem. It was a frustrating experience, but sometimes there's just no way to make things work the way people want them to. Later, I spoke to the principal and explained the situation to her, and luckily she understood that the teacher's request was unreasonable. So you call the tech guy who knows tech stuff and works on all the tech things in the school to help you with your problem, but you won't believe the tech guy who knows more about any tech than you do. I, d I don't understand. And why would you think that, you know... A cell phone signal, a Wi-Fi signal, data signal, whatever, walkie-talkie signals. Why would you think any of that is the same as getting electricity to power equipment? Like, I don't know. The Time Traveling Machine. Background. We're a distributor of CCTV products and everything IT related to it as well. The customer called me and said that his device kept rebooting. I asked to check it out through the team viewer, but was soon met with a lot of I don't knows and I don't think the company and their IT will let me set up a team viewer. So I manually run him through some tests and eventually ask him to export the logs and send those to me. He does so and I see his device has one specific error that keeps coming back. I ask him when the device was installed and which firmware was installed on it currently. He said that the install date was around 2017 and that the current firmware is from 2021. I tell him to wait a bit while I check with the manufacturer. Manufacturer says that the firmware he installed has a known bug and had been removed from the site a long time ago, so they either did the update somewhere when the firmware was just released, or they didn't get the memo. I call the installer again and I notice he's in a car. He says he didn't know when he'd get a response, so he went home. I told him the firmware is the issue, and that someone did the update with the faulty firmware. The solution was to update to the latest version. He proceeds to tell me that this is impossible because no one's ever done an update on the system. I asked him, so the device that was installed in 2017, which was never given an update according to you, has a firmware of the future? Dead silence. He then said he doesn't remember if he himself ever did an update on it, and that it's possible that one of his other colleagues did it, but that it was too late to drive back anyway and do the test. Mind you, during the previous call, he kept saying he was the one who did the installation, and followed up on the installation so it was impossible that it was a user error on their part. The call concluded with him saying he was so confused as to who could have done the update and that he was going to find out no matter what. I sent him the file afterwards and got a thank you as a reply. Who was the culprit? We may never know. Oh, we know. We know exactly who it was. The same guy who couldn't be bothered to wait around for 20 minutes while you got some answers for the guy that needs help. He's the culprit. He did it himself. He set, it up. He set himself up for failure, basically. And now he's looking for some other scapegoat because he doesn't want to look stupid, which... Too late. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today, guys. If you enjoyed these stories, do me a favor. If you're on YouTube, give me a thumbs up, leave a comment. If you didn't enjoy the video, give a thumbs down and leave a comment. And if you happen to be listening on any one of the hundreds of uh, podcast platforms like Spotify and all those other things, uh, a lot of times there's a way for you to give us a rating. So give us a rating, man. You know, give us a bad rating if you didn't like it. Give us a good rating if you did like it. Uh, leave some comments in there. I don't know if any of the podcast platforms give you a place to actually comment like YouTube does, but... Uh, if you find one, leave one so I can kind of figure out how to see those. Because I like interacting with you guys. All right. We'll see you on the next run.